0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everyone, what's going on? Jeff Rieger on another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a Monday, December 11, 2023. How you doing? It's Monday. This Monday is a little tougher than most Mondays, I feel, because if you are a Detroit sports fan, what an absolute god-awful weekend. It started on Friday. Pistons were trying not to lose 19 in a row. They went to Orlando. They lost by 32. This is not about the Pistons. However, you are NBA players. You should have some form of pride. You didn't get to this point in life by being, what's the word? Prideless. To lose by 32 when you got a 19-game losing skid on the line, that is pathetic. And they play later on today against the Pacers, so it's probably going to be lost number 20 in a row. That is a horrendous organization right now. Then on Saturday, the Wings took on the Sens, you know, that little cute rivalry. Matthew Joseph, that bum, cross-checked Dylan Larkin to the back of the head. Truly scary moment at Little Caesars Arena. Larkin laid there motionless. Thankfully, it seems like he's going to be okay. David Perron got a match penalty. He did the right thing. He went after Ottawa. Joseph only got two minutes for roughing. I'm sure there's going to be a herring with the NHL. The bottom line is the Wings lost that game 5-1. The good part was Patrick Kane scored. The bad part was the Wings got their ass kicked, but they were also missing a couple of centermen. That's now two losses in a row for Detroit, falling in the standings. All of that, bad, right? And we wish the best to Dylan Larkin, of course. But I'd say the worst of the weekend was yesterday. And we knew this was coming, guys. We knew this was coming. Don't act like you're surprised. The Detroit Lions have not played good football for a month and a half going into yesterday's game. And even though we said, but, 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 they keep winning these games, you knew if they continued to fly so close to the sun, eventually they're going to get popped. And yesterday at Soldier Field, they got freaking popped. They lose it 28 13. A good offense did not score a single point in the second half of the football game. And it's like all of a sudden that team that we saw the first week, six weeks of the season, that kicked Green Bay's ass, that kicked Carolina's ass, that kicked Atlanta's ass, that went to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. You know, that team went to Tampa Bay, won by double digits. You know, that team, that team now stinks. I don't know what's going on. They lost the mojo, people. Last seven weeks, they're not playing good football. Almost two months, they're not playing good football. And this is not the time to start playing bad football. It's that simple. But let's look at yesterday's game, shall we? Let's go ahead and look at the actual game because the Lions did have their chances until they did not it. it didn't start well, definitely did not end well. But the Bears won the toss. They took the football. They march straight down the field, they score a touchdown, they go up 7-0. Lions punt the football away, Bears take it back, and they kick a field goal. They're up 10-0 like that. Then, for some reason or another, and by the way, you know me, I love Dan Campbell going for it on 4th down. I am a big fan of Campbell going for it on 4th down. I call him Dan Gamble. But Dan Campbell decided to go for it on 4th and 10 when the Lions were down by 10 points. Why? Because he doesn't trust this kicker. Riley Patterson apparently is not trusted enough to go out and kick a 52-yarder. So for some reason or another, Campbell says, hey, offense stays out there on 4th and 10, guys. 4th and 10. Goff throws an interception. Bears take the football. Bears are dominating. Now, we'll get back to the game, but I must say, again, I don't mind Campbell going for it on 4th down. I support it. I think analytically it's usually the right play. But here's another good thought. Go out and get a kicker that can actually kick you a 55-yard field goal. Like, my God, go for it on fourth down all you want, but maybe in the offseason go employ a kicker that you trust. That's not going to hamstring you because you could have kicked the field goal. You could have got three points, and you're looking at a 10-3 game instead of 10-0. But back to the game, shall we? Lions are down 10-0. It's looking hopeless and hapless and social media is a buzz. Oh, no, they're going to suck again. Then a weird thing happened. The Bears aren't going to go all Bears on you. The Bears are up 10-0. They're driving. They're at the Lions 38. And for some reason or another, they decide to go for it on fourth and one. They decided to imitate Dan Campbell. Cool. But they called this weird play. Run play for DJ Moore, the receiver. Lions stuffed it. Momentum changed. Lions scored 13 unanswered. They go into the half up 13-10. They're getting the ball to start the third quarter. Life is good. Lions, little blip on the radar A bad football to start this thing. They're going to win the game though, right? They were dominating at the end of the half. And then the second half started. And the Lions sucked. I mean, flat out, I don't know how else you want to put it. I don't know what else you want to say. The Lions stunk in the second half of yesterday's game at Soldier Field against the Bears. And there's something about the third quarter with the Lions. They play rotten football in the third quarter. Despite having a pretty good record, they're now 9-4, and they stink in the third quarter. Do you know they're a minus 29-point differential in that third quarter? That's the 28th worst in football. They have a turnover differential of minus 6. In the third quarter of this season, that's truly pathetic, and it continued for the rest of the game. In the second half, the Lions went punt, three and out, punt, three and out, punt, three and out, fumble, then they lost the ball on downs, and the Bears ended up winning the football game. But it wasn't just about the game. It was about the stuff that happens in the game because for the majority of that third quarter, it was still 13-13. Lions still had a chance. They really did until the most SOL shit happened to the Lions. We're talking SOL. They can't fight it. You cannot argue it. What happened was SOL. Let me explain. It was a 13-13 game. Bears were looking at a fourth and thirteen. All right, from the Lions' 38-yard line. little too far for a field goal in the windy elements. But to fully explain and understand what happened on 4th and 13, we got to go back to the play before, which was 3rd and 13. Justin Fields played all right yesterday. He did. Justin Fields on 3rd and 13 was pressured. And the Lions did a real nice job of actually getting to the Chicago quarterback and taking him down a couple different times. But Justin Fields was pressured and he threw a pass at Cole Comats the tight end's feet. Now, it was ruled incomplete. It wasn't a fumble. It was incomplete. But it probably should have been intentional grounding. They decided that it wasn't. So now you're looking at fourth and 13. Now, mind you, the call probably went against the Lions. It probably should have been intentional grounding. It should have been even a further deficit for the Bears. But people, the Bears had no interest in going for this. They lined up on fourth and 13 on the off chance that maybe they draw the Lions off sides. Never happens, right? They're going to punt the football. Lions get the ball back. It's 13-13. All is good. But what happened? They line up like they're going to go for it. Hard snap. Aiden Hutchinson jumps. Ugh. Free play. Field sees it. Understands it. DJ Moore streaking wide fucking open. Jerry Jacobs in coverage about I don't know twenty feet back. Fields puts up a pass. more camps under it, catches it, touchdown. That's the ball game. It was the most disgusting, pathetic, sol laden play you'll ever see. It was pathetic. Hutchinson said he felt awful after the game about it. It never works. Fourth and 13, what are you doing jumping off sides? At no point should you even believe that Chicago's actually going to snap the ball. Why the hell would they do that? Of course, after the game, Justin Fields said, yeah, we were trying to draw them off sides. Absolutely horrendous. You deserve to lose for that alone. And that was the game, pretty much. That was it.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy
1: Is your reward, Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. There was a later on, there was a fumble. Lions, of course, had a chance to come back because the Bears did miss the field goal. So it was 19-13. to And, of course, we know the Lions came back against the Bears at Ford Field. So if you had any hope they were going to do it again, that hope went out the window, went down Michigan Avenue in Chicago because Jared Goff fumbled the football. The very next drive, Graham Glasgow in its center for Frank Ragnow. It looked to be a bad snap. Doesn't matter. Goff fumbled it. Chicago jumped on it. Ball game. See ya. Adios. Goodbye. Lions turned over the ball three times. They've turned over the ball a total of seven times against Chicago. And Jared Goff is not earning that big money, people. Like, you cannot pay this man. I'm sorry. You can't give him $50 million. If he wants to play here next year, which he's under contract, you play him. If he considers himself a lame duck quarterback, so be it. You can even franchise him after that. You got to go find a cheaper quarterback that is worth what you're going to pay him. Jared Goff, if you give him a long contract, 50 million, 48 million for what the next 5 years, no, you can't do it because this is who Goff is. When he's good, when the when the offensive line plays well, Goff is fine makes accurate throws, can light up an offense for you. Life is good. But there's always the other Jared Goff that you know is always lurking and can pop up at any time. And Jared Goff, and this is awful, over the last seven weeks, are you sitting down? Since week seven, Jared Goff, 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions, six fumbles, and 15 sacks. Like, that's pathetic. Jaron Goff has 13 turnovers and 15 sacks since week seven. People, come on. You can't pay this guy. You just can't. And I don't know what's happened to the Lions either. It's not just Goff. It's a whole team thing. They started off the season so hot. Everybody was so excited. We talked about, like, the one seed in the Super Bowl. And over the last seven weeks, they're just this mediocre football team that you think, could maybe lose the remainder of their games. I don't want to be negative, but it's true. Another thing that sucked yesterday, by the way, how about the penalties? The Lions ended up committing eight penalties for 59 yards. Eight! Can't win. Eight penalties. Absolutely atrocious. We knew this was coming. We didn't want to talk about it. It's like the boogeyman. We didn't want to put it into the ether. But now you do wonder. And if you don't want to admit that you're wondering, I'll just say I'm wondering. Broncos beat the Chargers yesterday. In fact, they thrashed them. The Broncos then come in the forward field on Saturday. Did the Lions win that game? Then the Lions go to Minnesota. Now, Minnesota stinks. Let's just be honest. They have no quarterback. At the timing of this podcast, at the recording of this podcast, in the fourth quarter, they're scoreless with the Raiders in L.A., or make that in Vegas. So I don't really worry about the Vikings, but you might lose one of those two games, I guess. They got to go to Dallas. That seems like a tough game. The Lions' magic number is three. They still got a great chance to win their division. They still got a great chance to get a home playoff game for the first time in 30 years. They still have all their goals in front of them. They do. But they got to play better football. And if they don't play better football, it's going to happen again. And they're going to lose again. Because, unfortunately, over the last seven weeks, this is who this team is. A mediocre football team. I want to give you something else, too. And you probably don't want to hear this. It's rather negative, but it's also true. Remember last year, the Lions started off 1-6 and and... Sheila Fordham talked to the media said Dan Campbell's our guy and everybody kind of laughed and next thing you know the Lions caught fire everybody fell in love with them they went 8 and 2 they finished 9 and 8 right they beat the packers kept green bay out of the playoffs it was fun got all the hype in the offseason. and then they started this year 8 and 2 to back up all that hype since starting 8 and 2 they're 1 and 2 it can't happen can it it can't be the absolute reverse Like, it would be one thing to blow this division to probably the Packers. Your magic number is three. Green Bay has an absolute easy last five games. Later on today, they're going to play at the Giants. The Giants are absolutely horrendous. Like, they split with you. Like, that would be bad in itself if you choke away this division. I don't think it's going to happen, but it could happen. you got four games left. The Packers got five easy games left. Like, oh, no, right? But could you imagine... You do the absolute reverse of last season. You start off eight and two and you finish one and six. That would be SOL people. That would be SOL's greatest work. Most creative work, most clever work. I didn't want to bring that up, but I felt I had to. So let me know what you think. Comment section. Please, while you're at it, rate, review, follow, subscribe to the daily ticket. How concerned are you? is this SOL? Am I overreacting? Anything you want to hit me with? I love your comments and I'm always reading them and interacting with them. Speaking of comments, should we get to those comments? All right, let's do that. So, last podcast, it was Friday. We did Stony versus Jeff Nemeth. Who Jeff is a listener of the Daily Ticket and, of course, a listener of 97 won the ticket. Stony, of course, is the morning show guy. And we did trivia and Stoney barely beat him. A lot of people watch the show. I appreciate it. But the feedback wasn't as positive as it was for the first time around when we had three Daily Ticket contestants. Let me read some of the comments from that. Like, we did get a good comment. This is from Nemeth M.A. Said, great show, very entertaining. All right. So that was nice. But then we get to some bad comments, and the bad comments are all directed towards me. I got a lot of hate. Lee Schwartz said, the questions sucked on this, sadly. So Lee Schwartz is saying the trivia questions that I spent hours providing and honing and coming up with sucked. It hurts my feeling. Mega Bill Woods said, Stoney seemed ignored and bored with those levels of questions. Got to do better than that, Jeff. We need a Stoney versus poo. That would be very fair. Well, it's funny he brings this up because I thought about it myself. Stoney asked me what the reaction was to the trivia. And I said it was, you know, mostly ripping on me, which seems par for the course. But I asked Stoney, would he be willing to go against Wojo? Stoney versus Wojo in Detroit sports trivia. What do you think? Would you be down for that? Enough people seem to have interest because I looked at the views all over the place and people enjoyed, at least people watched. I don't know if they enjoyed it. Would you be down for Stoney versus Wojo? Let me know. Comment section below. I'll set it up. I'll make the questions tough as hell because both those guys have been around forever. Both those guys have covered like everything. Both, Both those guys do nothing but watch Detroit sports and Michigan and Michigan State. So I would, and I will, make sure to make the questions tough. If you want to see it, I will provide it. I'll make them do it. So let me know, comment section below. Another episode of the Daily Ticket in the books. Give me your concern level about the Lions. And then also, do you want to see Stoney versus Wojo in Detroit Sports Trivia? Let me know. Another episode of the Daily Ticket in the books. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Tuesday. We'll get a little more specific about the Lions that... Weren't very good yesterday, including maybe Aiden Hutchinson. We'll do it tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.